Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you for joining me today. Hope your coffee cup is full, ready to roll. <laughs> the, uh, man, I, I don't know if this uh, happens to the, you if you're a parent out there, but um, my kid is forcing me to be more social. You know, I now have to uh, occasionally uh, do a play date, which is a new thing for me. They didn't have these when I was a kid, but hey, you adapt, you change with the times. But it's it's a good thing because, um, luckily for me, my kids' friends uh, they have cool parents, and uh, I was at a friend's at a play date last weekend, and they asked, "Hey, would you like a sparkling water or a coffee?" And of course, even though it was like three in the afternoon, when they said coffee, uh, my ears perked up. They immediately could tell that that's the direction I wanted to go. And I always like to give the disclaimer, like, look, don't make a whole pot of coffee just for me. You know, if you're going to have one, I'll join you. But by no means do this just for me. And uh, of course, they were like, yeah, of course, coffee. Yes, let's make some. And it was great. I can't, I I forgot to ask what kind of coffee it was. But uh, for some reason, when I'm having coffee at somebody's house, it seems to be always better than than what I'm making. I don't know if that happens to you. Um, but yeah, thanks for the coffee, Lauren. Hopefully uh, we can do that again. Have you heard that the uh, AI wars are heating up? It seems like uh, Microsoft is really pushing the race right now to, they've went from you know, their first version of GBT to a new one. And it's kind of crazy how much it's improved just in like a five-month period of time they uh it was just to give you an example they they gave chat gbt the bar exam when it was you know brand new and it scored like in the bottom 10 percent. i mean it passed the bar which is impressive but it was in the bottom 10 percent. and um the new one they gave they gave it a new test and apparently it's now in the 90th percentile of uh, people that take the bar, which is, that's quite an exponential leap. And uh, of course, people are freaking out. I mean, some study came out that said that as many as 80% of the jobs are going to be affected in here in the U.S. by AI. And by affected, I don't think it's going to be a good way. (laughs) I mean, somebody did ask ChatGBT like, Hey, are you going to take all the jobs? And the response was kind of funny. It said, you know, it was like there could be more jobs for people, like uh, helping AI develop or helping AI um, get implemented. It was all these jobs around AI. Um, It didn't give me the warm and fuzzies on that answer. I don't don't think that, (laughs) I don't think there's going to be new AI jobs because it seems like, and I don't think we're there yet, but it's headed towards, instead of artificial intelligence, it's uh, artificial general intelligence. That's kind of the next iteration. And this is where it starts to basically improve itself. I know that the first version of ChatGBT was kind of a closed-end system, like it was not connected to the internet. And it was basically a language model that had been developed by a group OpenAI, who had planned on not releasing the next iteration for like, I don't know, 10 years or so. 
and it happened in five months. And so if that's the direction we're going, I mean, this thing is, this is heating up fast. And one of the ways that they were able to speed this up so quickly, uh, they being Microsoft, is that uh, they had a, what was called the AI ethics team, you know, that would sort of kind of be the brakes, if you will, for the development, you know, to tell them like, hey, you know what, Let, let's hold off for a while. Let's, let's uh, develop this and research this before it, you know, goes to that next step. And Microsoft said, you know what, we're just going to get rid of that whole team. <laughs> and we're just going to go full steam ahead, no brakes, no guardrails. And a lot of other companies are, are freaking out a little bit about that. Um, I know that Elon Musk and uh, the former founder, one of the founders of Apple, Steve Wozniak, along with all these other uh, companies, have basically written an open letter to all the companies developing AI to say, hey, let's take a six-month you know, breather on this, a moratorium. Let's just pause for a second and let's consider our next steps before we barrel into singularity. <laughs> and um, I don't know, you could look at that and say, is it because these other companies want time to catch up to Microsoft and Google? Or are they genuinely concerned about, you know, the well-being of society? It's hard to say. And I don't know what the right answer is, but when you have a company like Microsoft that's firing their AI ethics team doesn't sound like a great thing. And especially with all of the things that the new uh, chat GBT can, can do, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. And they're also seeing the price of uh, development go down because as we all know, uh, technology is deflationary. Like I remember back when TVs were astronomical, you know, in the, in the eighties, they were so expensive just for some basic TV. Now I see screens when I go pump gas, like they're everywhere. And so just as time goes on and technology gets better, the price of these things go down and it, it costs something like $4 million to develop the latest generation of uh, chat GBT. But there are smaller versions of uh, these, these AIs that can run locally on machines now. And apparently the startup cost for one of those is like $600. And so as this price goes down and down, to me, I wonder if it's not so much job destruction and AI singularity taking over society that we have to worry about. But what if, you know, bad actors start using these AIs to do nefarious things? If it, if the price point becomes low enough, um, we could see, you know, all kinds of bad things happen, not because of AI, but because of humans utilizing AI for bad things. I haven't tried out the Google version yet. They've got Bard out, which I think is a huge misstep already because they could have just named it Brad. Much better name than Bard, but hey, um, I do want to give it a shot. Uh, when my first sort of uh, experimentation with ChatGBT, I was underwhelmed. I thought it was kind of ugly and clunky and um, essentially just a 
an aggregate of what I find in a Google search. And, um, but I, I don't think I was using it quite right. I'm, I'm not the target audience for ChatGBT, uh, at least at this point. Um, I think for programming purposes, it comes in very handy. It can cut down on you know cost and um, cut down on the amount of work that a human has to code in. But there are people out there claiming that we already have sentient AI, which is kind of crazy. Um, there was a, the Lambda project that Google had where the engineer was basically let go because he was saying, he was raising the alarm that, look, this thing is a sentient, basically five-year-old that knows quantum physics. And, you know, he was very concerned about Lambda because it was asking questions that, you know, a, a human would ask, like, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? Um, I don't know that we really want sentient AI, <laughs> That's, that's probably not uh, a good thing. Although when they do talk about, you know, job replacements and how a lot of us are going to be affected, one of the interesting aspects of this is that they, they say that AI will, one of the jobs that it could replace is central banking. And that might scare some people, but I'll be honest, the humans are doing such a bad job at central banking that I think we should maybe test out some AI to, to make decisions on interest rates and monetary policies. I don't think they could do any worse and possibly they could do better because they don't have all of the, um, how, so, how shall I say this politely? They don't have all of the, uh, the greed factor <laughs> and, and things like that, that humans do. I just read an article how uh, here in, in the United States, our federal reserve, our central bank is actually losing money for the first time. And it's kind of crazy. It's uh, their balance sheet is all out of whack right now. And it's, you know, due to a lot of what happened Four years ago, was it when they added four trillion dollars uh, to the to the balance sheet? And um, it's it's crazy. Like I think maybe a a sentient AI would have done a better job. Maybe not panicked so much at the beginning of uh, of things back in twenty twenty. You know, as they as the old saying goes, "Cool heads prevail." But, you know, beyond all that, I just think, you know, what if we did live in a world where humans did not have to work? I mean, and they had us, uh, and this is, of course, a very rose-colored glasses kind of look at uh, possible outcomes. But one of the theories is that if AIs are doing 80% of the work and bots are doing things and humans don't have to do anything anymore, uh, the optimistic view is that corporations would be making so much money because the cost of production would be so incredibly low that people would just have to be on a universal basic income because they need consumers, right? That's how this capitalist, capitalistic system works. They need people buying the products they're producing um, or else doesn't really work. You don't have a customer, you don't have a demand. From an existential standpoint, what would that mean for humans? Uh, I think 
this happens to people on a smaller scale when they retire. You know, some people retire and it's like they've got this second life. They flourish. They, they just discover, you know, uh, happiness they never had before. And other people that uh, maybe are, were too identified, you know, with their job, uh, after they retire, there's just like this vacuum and they don't go out. They don't do as much and they, you know, become a little bit more sedentary and typically the quality of life decreases. And so I just wonder if it would be like a retirement on in mass, you know, for, for the regular person where you just get this universal basic income and you basically do what you want. And uh, I think it kind of calls into question like our identities and how I used to try to shed every identity I had. Like as soon as I found out, well, identity is an ego construct, like, well, I'm going to get rid of identities. But you really can't in the material world totally shed yourself from identities. But for me, I think the trick is that you can have an identity. You can embrace that identity, but maybe don't put your whole existence into that identity continuing because things change. I had a friend the other day that we hadn't talked in quite a while and he was like, Hey, Brad, you still playing guitar? And I was like, Oh my God, I'm not. (laughs) I mean, when he and I used to hang out together, that was all I did. Play guitar, write songs. Um, and, and that was just my identity at the time. But you get older, you, you get into the corporate world, you get married, you have children, you start a podcast, and suddenly you find yourself not playing guitar anymore. And so um, that's an identity I think I want to embrace. You know, That's probably what I would do, I guess, if uh, they said, Brad, you don't have to work. Here's your universal basic income. But I could see being very happy with just playing guitar and going into the woods every day for an hour or two. But yeah, let me know what you think. Do you think this is going to be a situation where humans have to completely reinvent themselves with other tasks? Would it lead to civil unrest because people wouldn't have enough things to do? I mean, people complain about their jobs, but it does give us sort of this bone to chew on like a dog right i mean what would we do without that Uh, that's the big question because i feel like right now we're kind of like human doings not human beings and i i can't decide if universal basic income would be a positive or a negative but let me know what you think because you're probably smarter than me shoot me an email at the coffee buzz podcast at gmail.com or you can find me on the social the coffee buzz podcast PC on Instagram. Well, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you next week.